Good evening, and welcome to another edition of No Life's Paranormal, where three paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe. I'm the lead investigator. My name is Teresa. I'm a researcher. My name is Alex, and because I'm lazy today, I'm just a tech wizard. So just Alex. Okay. I mean, I'm cool with that, though. It's cool. I mean, it's kind of a good band name, too. Just Alex. Just Alex. Uh, I think we made it to, uh, this is episode 19 before I was like, all right, I'm out of stuff. Like, okay, 19, 19, 19 is not too bad. No, no I said it three times. I don't know why I stuttered. Well, but no. <laughs> I just don't want to be repetitious with it. At least not super repetition. I feel like it was going that way. So. Yeah, you were starting to, yeah. yeah so. That's cool, though. That's cool. It was a good run. Yeah. Good run. <laughs> <laughs> like you're some 90-year-old vet. <laughs> I am. You never know. All right, so as we continue our tour around the United States, we've landed on Kansas because you guys beat out another state to get this, so kudos to you guys. Congratulations, Kansas, for passing up Virginia. Oh, yeah. Losers. I mean, not really. I'm kidding. (laughs) And there goes our... (laughs) And there goes Virginia. No, actually, uh, I'm super excited to get back to your original idea of the 13 13 colonies. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, you're Kansas for ruining that, putting that off a week. <laughs> well, hey, I, we found some good stories, and I've got a really yeah. good one here. We so, did. I yeah. found a fantastic story. Uh, yeah. um, did you guys, upon looking around, just a question for you guys. Did you find that there's more, like, weird haunted towns yeah. in Kansas than yeah. just, like, so, a place itself? I mean, yeah, we it's also not... have to consider, though, that Kansas was, you know, one of those... Out, we're, we're headed out west, kind of states. Yeah. So it just feels like yeah. every place that I found, there were like five in that town. Right. It and there like were the, like five or six towns that had. It seemed this. like the town was more haunted than the actual like yeah. location or anything else. It seemed like it just spread out, which so. I find very cool, like ghost towns and the like. You know. Oh yeah. Same here. So um, Kansas, Kansas is uh, it's a landlocked state. It borders uh, four different states: Nebraska, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Colorado. Did you know that it is named for the Kansas River? And the Kansas River obviously runs right through the heart of Kansas. And the Kansas River is named for the Kanza Native Americans who lived along its banks until, of course, the white man, you know, shoved them off. So the what you're saying is in the uh question of what came first the state or the river the river it was came the river first. for sure absolutely right, cool. um one thing there's I'll, a lot of states slash rivers like that in the yeah, u.s yeah one thing i want you to clear up again is tell me how much again you love history i love history <laughs> i love history <laughs> she just rattled so, that off i'm pretty sure she's that, a historian uh, right topeka is the capital wichita is its largest city and it was uh january 29th of 1861 that it was admitted to the states as the 34th state in the U.S., and it was uh, admitted as a union state or a yeah. free state. I think which, I would have liked to have been around back then. I don't know that I would have, honestly. I mean, sometimes I say that, but... I say that because I find it interesting how states and settlements happened. I think like, I want to know the actual process, and I feel like you can't even read that. You know I, what I mean? I preferably, like, Who decided these are the borders of my state? I preferably yeah. don't want to live in a time where indoor plumbing is not a thing, and two, I mean, I get that. like, chicken pox can kill you. Literally. So, yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'm good, dog. <laughs> I feel like as humans, our nature is to square things off. How the fuck did Oklahoma get a panhandle? Yeah. Like, why is there just a strip between some states? That makes it weird, right? really, you know. Well, I mean. Like, I get square-ish states. Let me go a little bit historian here. (laughs) Also, if if you really want to know, you can look at the Ohio-Michigan. The reason why it's a rivalry is because that little patch up there they had to fight over and pay for and pay the government to get it. Yes. Toledo. Which is. It was originally part of Michigan that Ohio fought to get in an actual war. Well, I mean, then, that's how you explain that Michigan's stupid to begin with, because well, like we, Michigan sticks out. It's the wiener of the states. We will call it the Steelers suck war. That's and the Pittsburgh. We that's that's Pennsylvania. Whatever. Michigan, Ohio State. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Historian, not sports figure. No, I, I <laughs> Historian, geek, ghost hunter, not a sports fan. <laughs> so, with all of that said and all of the wonderful little Kansas history out of the way, I wanted to thank you guys one more time for all the beautiful rivalry giving us Kansas this week. Uh, I am going to be covering um, a pretty awesome hotel that has a whole lot to do with the history and the founding of the state of Kansas. Yeah, realistically. I joke. We love it. We do. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great reads, actually. Yeah, I had fun. It was, it was good stuff. I actually changed mine at the last minute. Really? Today. Like, I literally changed mine today because, like, I had planned on doing uh, the Velisca house. Yeah, yeah. And then I was watching some stupid, like, 
top five haunted places in Kansas, like <laughs> on YouTube yesterday. I, I just I clicked on it because it was in my feed, <laughs> and it was like number two, and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I get it. I get it. I've never even thought of looking at YouTube for this shit. Like, <laughs> don't want to do something that's been done to death. If I can find obscure stuff, I like to check it out on YouTube because they kind of like summarize it for me in the stories. <laughs> right, I get you. So, fellow listeners, also, if you kind of like what you hear and now you have a premise to look more stuff up, right. check it out on YouTube too. Right. True, true. Because I learned. So. so, who is it that wants to go first this week? Um, I'll tell you what, I'll go first this week. Cool. <laughs> um, just because I didn't have time to write my own story on this one um, because of work and all this other stuff I was doing so I'm kind of going to not plagiarize but I'm going to quote off the actual websites that I have look all you got to do is check the website for good yep uh, but this one is on let me scroll up the Harrison Street Church in Kansas duh and what website are you using uh, this one is the Topeka Capital Journal website all right neat so it's, local paper yeah, it's literally in the, the town website. You can find it out. Uh, but I'm sure if you live in Topeka, you probably heard of this because this church is known as the most haunted place in Kansas. Okay, cool. A uh, little bit of backstory on it. Um, if I can find it. See, this is the problem when you don't actually plan ahead. Uh, but uh, the old Harrison Church used to be a magnet for ghost hunters. But then it turned into a, like, homeless shelter. Oh, yeah. Not that they actually did anything with it. It was just abandoned. And the homeless kind of took it over and also drug addicts. Um, mm. The state actually set it up for demolition. But the day of the demolition, it, for some reason, caught fire. <laughs> and from what I understood in this article... Uh, let me find it. It took... Six or seven fire crews Jeez. to put out this fire. That's insanity. Yeah. Um, and mind you, the reason why I started with the actual fire is because it led into the discussion of why it was haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it originally started as a, like I said, a church back in the day. Um, but it quickly changed denominations <laughs> because... That's how religion does. It quickly changes stuff. <coughs> uh, but yeah, in 1886 is when it started as the first Methodist church on Old Van Buren. It's uh, the mission in the Old Van Buren school building. Uh, about a year later, the mission built its own church on a quarter of 18th and Harrison. Then in 1903, the church had to be moved to 16th Harrison Corner to escape flooding and then in 1919, this growing church seemed more room to grow, needed more room to grow. Uh, they hired a contractor to make new and modern building complete with upside down crosses. Let me get into it. Upside down crosses and an unusual design inside of it. I didn't say a word. And <laughs> <laughs> everybody looks at Joe funny. <laughs> uh, but basically, all in all, all the remodels they did on this took them up until 1920 to get it actually done. Holy crap. Yes. Now... The original website I was using was from the Topeka Journal website. <coughs> uh, the one I went to now is a group of ghost hunters that are, I, I think, based in Topeka. Don't get me wrong, guys, if that's, that's wrong. But I think it's amparanormal.com is the site that I'm going to. Uh, paranormal. I've yeah, heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they actually did the whole investigation. I actually thought it was really cool to do a story on something that ghost hunters in that town so, actually did. So a- I think they a- actually a- covered my building, too. Right, A&M? So no, it's just AM. AM. AM Paranormal. I think okay, it's so like the a- morning a- thing. So shout it's out a- to AM a- a- Paranormal for your research on this one. We're it's actually A-N-A-M. A-N-A-M. A-N-A-M? All right. Yeah, yeah. We love you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> but uh, they actually went into it and into the investigation because I heard all the stories of like homeless people coming in there, drug abusers coming in there. Uh, just kind of tearing the place down. And they actually started with it of the place is disgusting. (laughs) They actually started the whole paragraph on it. And they have a huge paragraph in there. You guys can read it. I'll actually send the link this time for the website so we can post it on our Facebook because here's the cool part about it. They actually posted their EVPs on the website. Very cool. 
and they actually have pictures. Uh, some of the stories of this is that you get a general uneasy feeling when you go in there. It just doesn't make you feel welcome, and that's odd for a church. Because most, <laughs> most churches, when there's nobody else in there, it, it, it's supposed to make you feel at home, at ease. Like, this is a safe spot for you to just come and Be, do whatever. Yeah. Uh, so when you feel uneasy in a church, it's either on you or something else is there making you feel uneasy. Whether it be weird religion, I don't know. Uh, but the upside down crosses, from the research that I've done, most people believe that that to be a satanic kind of thing. Um, it's actually St. Peter. Yeah. Because yeah. he wanted to be hung upside down because he didn't believe he should be crucified in the same way as Christ. Exactly. Uh, yeah. so, so that is a common misconception. I love that they wrote that in the article. They said it's not the 80s tattoos on the forehead. Yeah. It's a man-made <laughs> myth. Yes. It is. It is. So, now, obviously it's went through in like, you know, poltergeist, exorcist of the upside down cross. And so yeah. it's got a little history with it, but it's not actually what it meant. Yeah, they've made it a little bit famous for the uh, wrong reason. But yeah, the, the, some of the stories in there is like the uneasy feeling, um, anger in there, which a lot of people attributed to like, uh, I guess you could say an entity being upset that the house of God is being used as a homeless shelter. Okay. Whatever have you, I think God would actually be fine with that. Uh, but uh, another one is you hear children crying, mm -hmm. uh, children screaming. And just a feeling of evil within that church. Interesting. Uh, one of them in this group that we were, I was researching when I was reading the article actually got attacked by a demon. Okay. Yes. You can read it in the article. I'm not going to go with the details, but apparently she was there was an investigator that got attacked by a demon in there. And they actually got the EVP of the demon talking. Okay. Uh I play it right now, although I don't know how it's going to pick up on the microphone yeah. doing that, so I just probably won't do it. But you can literally hear this weird... We'll upload it to the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you can actually hear this weird growl when they asked, are you a demon? Um, and then, like some of ours, one of the other EVPs is there's... I guess there was a new investigator there, and they asked, like, hey, this person really wants to see you. She wants to see your ass. Can she see you? And you literally hear on the EVP, fuck you. <laughs> nice. So it kind of like it leads green that there's something there that is intelligent. Right. Uh, but yeah, they were actually attacked by a ghost in there. And this place was actually covered on A A and A A and E. A and E, yes. <laughs> couldn't get that word out. A and E show. Um I forget which one it is. But it was actually covered on an A and E show that uh about a it being haunted and all that. Yeah. And it's supposedly one of the haunted, most haunted buildings in Kansas or place in Kansas in general. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So if you want, I'll put that website in. They did the whole story on it. It's phenomenal the way they did it. Uh, I know I didn't do justice in saying it, which is the reason why I wanted to go first because I didn't have a lot of time to put this together. So I apologize for my lack of work on this. Uh, but yeah. You won't be able to investigate it anymore. Sorry to say, but it's been demolished. That sucks. Uh, after the fire, it, I guess it was so hot that it burnt the entire inside. And they were going to demolish it anyway, so they just took it. it down. So, yeah. So, the place is no longer there f to investigate. So, that's my story. And you're sticking to it? Sure, why not? Sure. I love it. All right. Cool beans. You up, boy? Um... I can be. I don't care. Have at it. All right. So, uh, you guys know how I work. I like to go with the weird ball hauntings that are... Here. And believe it or not, so uh, I pulled a page out of what usually is Teresa's book today <laughs> and uh, went more with the history than the hauntings. Um, <clears throat> when I tell you the story, you will understand mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that people probably see a little bit of everything there. I dig it. Um... Can either of you tell me anything about Galena, Texas? It's or in Texas. Texas. I'm sorry. Galena, <laughs> Kansas. I was about to say, wait a minute. We're like, doing Texas? I screwed that up bad. I didn't even realize there was a city by that name in Texas. But, no. Uh, no, I, I've never heard of it. Uh, so Galena was the backdrop of the original you know, inspiration uh, of the town in the movie Cars. 
And in <laughs> fact, right across the street from this place is Tomater. Okay, that's <laughs> And it's literally right on Route 66. That's phenomenal. Is where this place is located. Uh, I am going to tell you about uh, Galena's Murder Bordello. Oh my. Which uh, is, to the best of my knowledge, open, but very recently there may have been a private owner that purchased it. It's it's weird how the timeline gets at the end of the story, so I can't tell whether it's now open to go check out, right. uh, which they do have a Facebook save page, so I'm assuming it is open to go check out, um, or not. Uh, so that said, uh, right now, uh, Galena is a quiet little town, uh, a Doyle's town. It's got about 3,000 people in it total, uh, which wasn't always so. In the late 1800s... Um, it was home to more than 30,000 miners, which were working to pull the rich lead and zinc ores from more than 250 area mines. Hmm. Uh, with that many men working in a relatively new town, the settlement was a haven for transients and outlaws, as you can imagine. Uh, it was at that time that one enterprising woman by the name of Nancy Ma, or Old Lady, Steffelback was decided to profit from the many miners. Okay. Um, if the name Steffelbach rings a bell, uh, notorious serial killers. Yeah. And I, that's, I, that's, yeah. that's where we'll get into it. So, prospectors and biz. Uh, so, she decided to profit, profit, profit mm-hmm. uh, from these miners, prospectors, and businessmen when she opened the two story bordello in the 1890s. Um, in no time at all, the Steffelbeck House was the most popular place in town, uh, as it filled with heavy drinkers, miners, gamblers, and those searching for more body pastimes. Mm. Um, Steffelbeck grew quite wealthy over the next few years, and she was a greedy woman, and the sight of the amount of money carried by many of her customers was more than she could handle. Soon, the ambitious woman found an even better way to fill her coffers. One evening, when a local prospector sat at a table drinking whiskey, uh, Stuffelbach noticed that he paid for his drinks by pulling gold coins from a heavy leather, heavy leather sack tied to his belt. Uh, estimating the sack he held held several hundred dollars, a new idea struck her. Uh, when the customer was drunk, she lured him into a back room where she instructed one of her sons to sneak up behind the man Moments later, the man's head was split open with an axe, and Steffelbach was several hundred dollars richer. Uh, <laughs> later, he rode that shit. <laughs> later, when no one was around, Steffelbach's son placed the corpse into a canvas bag, loaded it onto a horse, and moved the body to an abandoned mine shaft, where it was dumped. Huh. Interesting. Um, with the numbers of transient miners passing through the area, uh, Steffelbach soon decided that Eliminating these prospectors and relieving them of their money was a way faster way to get rich. Right. Um, over the next several years, she allegedly lured many, as many as 30 victims into her back room, later depositing the bodies into various mine shafts in the area. For years, she got away with the murders, minimizing suspicion... Fucking words today, man. <laughs> ...on herself as she lived quite frugally. Uh, further alleviating, alleviating any suspicion, she never deposited the money into a bank, instead squirreling it away somewhere in Galena. Um, all this changed one night when she got into a heated argument with one of her girls, and it was known that the murders were not only men, they were also some of these girls that had loose lips that That's right, yeah. worked themselves into an abandoned mine shaft. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seeking revenge, the angry woman immediately went to the authorities, telling them of the madam's murderous activities. Uh, Steffelback was arrested the next day, and uh, once incarcerated, Steffelback searched the uh, or the lawman searched the property for any sign of the stolen cash, but found nothing. Uh, to this day, nobody found where her hoard was. Treasure hunter. Uh, <laughs> She was tried in 1897. Uh, she never admitted her guilt, nor revealed where she hid her fortune. Uh, 
Uh, and she was sentenced to state women's prison in Lansing, Kansas. So what about her husband and her kids? Uh, they also went to prison for their part. The only one that got out of the murder trials, uh, was the oldest boy. So they had three sons. And the oldest boy got out of the murder trials because he was in jail for a previous robbery at the time. Oh, that's... <laughs> so he's already in jail. Can't, yeah. That's special. You uh, yeah. So that should be also brought up as a point. Um, <coughs> they moved to Galena, Kansas from uh, Joplin, Missouri, oh, where okay. they were already, like... Notorious. I wouldn't say notorious because no. they were more like petty crimes back then when they started, but clearly <coughs> that amped up. Um... I've been to Joplin. I almost moved to Joplin, actually. But, I mean, that's that. So, uh, what I can tell you is that, like I said, I think it was the mayor um, didn't want to see the place torched. Like, it literally, so I guess if you would have went there in, like, the 70s, it looked like a dilapidated building from the 1800s. And an investor... Uh, bought, purchased the property and renovated it, and I don't remember whether it was that owner or the very next one, uh, but under the advice of a ghost hunting team, had said, hey, you might want to do this. You right. can make at least some money out of it. Make some cash out of it. Which, again, uh, not to take anything away from those buildings, because as we know, uh, when you talk about historic buildings like that, um, you can't just go to a regular contractor to fix those up. Yeah. So they are super expensive to fix up. That's the ridiculous. the $2,000 roofing job for your house is like 20 for the same size house if it's a historic place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it is. They got to use specific building materials, specific shingles, specific nails. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, now, the interesting part about this place is there's some discrepancies on whether or not this actual house is the place um they think it is but there's some people trying to say that it's not because there's no official so the Steffelbox owned a cabin in Baxter Springs which is like I want to say a little over six miles from the place mm-hmm. but they also owned a bordello in Galena gotcha okay. So there were only three of them at the time, and the house that was repaired and that I was looking into, uh, it was a known bordello. So there's like 35% chance at least. Yeah. Like they can tell from the history it was a bordello. They just don't know whether or not it was theirs. Yeah. That makes sense. But. I mean, it doesn't really sound like she was living frugal if she owns three different Right. <laughs> um, no, they weren't all hers. Oh, okay, okay. So they owned a bordello. Okay. And they think it's this one. Okay. Um, that said, uh, it has had paranormal teams in there. They have found things. Uh, a little bit of everything. But you can only imagine if there were 30 fucking people murdered there, there's probably a little bit of everything there. Mm-hmm. Right. Goodness. Well, yeah. Who knows what else comes up to just take some of that. I guess I got so. the cough this week, by the by. No, oh, that's fine. As long as yeah. I ain't got it, because, no, no, dear no. Lord, my sizes are killing me this week. <laughs> so I dig that. That's that's a really great story, actually. Hmm. Um, and serial killers, I mean. I was waiting for one of us until we did it like a, a bordello or something like that. <laughs> I, knew, I knew one of us would hit it sooner or later. Well, you know, I mean... Listen, I liked yeah. that I was able to find one, and I was able to find a serial killer house that I think yeah. most people probably haven't heard of. Like, no, I, I didn't I didn't know that family. Well, to be honest with you. And it's weird, because I'm into that stuff. Right. Let's be honest. Right? Unless it meets mainstream media, most people don't know anything about serial killers, because yeah, exactly. they just don't put it out there to alleviate the fear and, and all that. That's very true. I think... I kind of got into it because I thought it would be fun to do a serial killer place, but like I would never pick like the John Wayne Gacy house or the, <laughs> right. yeah, the yeah. Villisca axe murderer house. You yeah, know? like so it's one of the lesser known. Yeah, unless you're weirdos like us that purposely look up that stuff. Then yeah, I, know. <laughs> I do that in my spare time, but that's you know, like I said, I <laughs> try to stay away from super popular places that you can hear about anywhere. Same. So. Um, 
mine, I decided to go with uh, the Hotel Eldritch. It's in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, the original hotel, um, it was called the Free State Hotel. It was built in 1955 by settlers, actually, um, who um, were from the New England Immigrant Aid Society. So the idea of this was that these folks built a temporary housing structure, which was the Free State Hotel, until their permanent homes could be built and then they could move into those. These are people who had come from, you know, Eastern US and were, were traveling out West. Right. Uh, they called it the Free State Hotel because this was very, very close to the war and then World War One and blah, blah, blah. And they wanted it to be known that this, that, you know, everybody wanted Kansas to be a free state and wanted it to join the Union. So, yay, the name. Uh, on January 3rd, 1955, a man by the name of Colonel Sailor Eldritch arrived in Kansas City from New England where he purchased what was called the American House. It served as headquarters for the Free State Men, which was a group of men who were all about the free states. Um, it, yeah. Meh, meh, meh. April of 1856. <laughs> I know, I wrote those. I guess we're all kind of crazy today. Uh, Sailor leased the Free State Hotel in Lawrence uh, and he began equipping it as a first-class hotel. In May of 1856, the local sheriff named Samuel Jones and his posse, uh, they didn't like the fact that it was called the Free State Hotel because they didn't want Kansas to be a free state. They didn't want it to join the union. They wanted it to be what it was. So he decided to put together all of his buddies um, and go down there and start some shit. So they raised this place to the friggin' ground, aimed a cannon at it, shot cannonballs through it, and then just, just burnt it to ash. So, um, you know, never to be outdone, uh, Colonel Shaler and his three brothers, uh, Edson, Thomas, and James, they were like, okay, cool, we're gonna go ahead and rebuild this, and not only are we going to rebuild it, but we're gonna add an extra story just for shits and giggles. So they spent... Right? They're gonna, they spent $80,000, which in today's money is like $2.8 million. A lot. <coughs> they rebuilt the hotel. I bet the cannonballs didn't cost that much. Right. They rebuilt the hotel and they, they came in like a did in fact uh, take it from four to five stories. So, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and <laughs> Shaler was actually very famously quoted saying, you know, if anybody destroys my place again, I'm just gonna build it again. With I like the again part. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So time goes by, things are good. Uh, 1863 rolls around, notorious uh, plundering, raiding desperado named William Clark Quantrill beside his good buddies, Bloody Bill Anderson and the James brothers set their sight on Lawrence, Kansas. Now these guys were like, they were part of the Confederate Army, but they were your pretty typical, like, we don't like how people are talking about things but not actually doing things. So they decided to go all guerrilla warfare yeah. and start attacking places that wanted to be part of the Union. Yeah. So, obviously, the Free State Hotel was a really great spot that they wanted to attack. So they set their sights on the city of Lawrence. They go down into Lawrence with over three... Oh, I'm sorry, it was... It was 400. Over 400 outlaws get together, descend on the city of Lawrence, and basically turn it into a, a massive, bloody, blazing inferno of carnage and nastiness. Uh, so they killed over 180 men and boys, left women alone, of course. Uh, I don't know. I guess they thought they were chivalrous. I don't know. Anyway... That's um, exactly what they thought. <laughs> right? That's not really... Okay, whatever. Just fucked anyway. up and killed a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the Free State Hotel was raised to the ground a second time. Yeah. So, yay. Of course, the proud city of Lawrence, uh, they, they, they vowed, you know, we're going to rebuild. We're going to completely build everything back up to the way that it was. Um, and, of course, the Free State Hotel said, yep, we're going to rebuild, too. We got this. So the city actually adopted a motto 
from ashes to immortality. And it Ooh. still is the motto in the city of Lawrence today. I like it. So, uh, the old burnt-up cornerstone of the Free State Building was literally the only thing that got saved, and they put it into the new building. Oh. The, the, only, the only remaining piece. I did hear about that part. Yeah. I'm kind of familiar with the building. So, so I, I do know that there is like exactly. one room where that's the cornerstone of and, the original building. And it is building. specifically room 506. Yes, on the fifth floor. So at this point, um, the hotel got a brand new name. It is now called the Hotel Eldridge. Uh, after, of course, Colonel Eldridge. Poor blast. I thought it was for his <laughs> wife. No, it was named after Eldridge himself. Um, the building was finished in 1865. Uh, he went on to build several other homes all over Kansas uh, that were used as the same exact thing, settlement properties, to be used as temporary housing for settlers who were moving into the Kansas area but waiting on their homes to be built. Hmm. Right. Um, of course, his heart always belonged to the city of Lawrence. And in, on January 16th of 1899, at the age of 82, which was ridiculously old back then, he passed away on the fifth floor in room 506, uh, which was the room where the original cornerstone of the building right. sat. So, lots of things happened after that. In 1925, the years obviously took a serious, serious toll on Hotel Aldrich. You said 1925, right? 1925, yes. Okay. So a bunch of wealthy businessmen got together and they decided that the building was not salvageable, but what they wanted to do was tear <coughs> it down and rebuild on the same foundation in all of the glory and splendor that it used to be. So. First big mistake. Exactly. We all know in hauntings, you just don't do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they did exactly that. Uh, by the 1960s, this big, huge, massive hotel in the center of Lawrence kind of fell out of style with all your little Motel 6s and shit popping up all over the place on the outskirts of towns. So at that point, the hotel got shut down and they converted it into apartment buildings, hmm. like a, a big, big, huge five-story apartment. Yeah. So that was all cool and fine and good. But in, um, but then. exactly, <laughs> but then uh, some private investors and the city of Lawrence itself in 1985 got together. They pulled about $3 million together. Mind you, $3 million in 1985. Um, and they decided, you know what? No, this building is a historical landmark. It is a huge piece of Lawrence history, a huge piece of Kansas history. We're gonna restore it properly. So they did. They spent this $3 million completely rebuilding the entire building. The top four floors ended up being uh, 48 two-room luxury suites, and then they rebuilt the lobby, and it's apparently like immaculate and amazing and glittery and gold and beautiful and- Spectacular. Yeah, it's a grand foyer. So, all through this, of course, the hotel's experienced some pretty interesting paranormal happenings. Uh, starting, of course, with room 506, which is by far the most active. Uh, the electronic key cards randomly go missing to that room when a guest checks in or out, or when the maids come in to clean up, they'll, you know, open the door and then, you know, go to wheel their card in. They've lost the damn key, can't find it anywhere. Huh. Welcome in my room. Right. <laughs> um, the bathroom door reportedly uh, slams closed repeatedly all evening to the point where this one poor guy, who was a slightly elderly gentleman, was in town for business. And he went down to the hotel lobby after the first night. And he was like, you need to get me to the room. Like, I can't sleep in there. Like, yeah. I can't sleep with doors slamming. Well, take it off the hinges. Yeah. So he wasn't super <laughs> afraid of the haunting. But he had actually gone as far as after like the third or fourth time that the door slammed, he rolled up a towel and he put it in front of the door so that it couldn't close again like that. Yeah. Well, he found the towel thrown into the bathtub 
and the doors aren't closed anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe he just shouldn't have left the door open. I don't know. I would have taken the door off the hinges. I'm like, okay, Screw it. he wants the door shut. Let's you can't the door. slam a door when there ain't no door. <laughs> uh, at one point, a housekeeper uh, couldn't get her key card to work on the door, so she went to management. They made several more electronic key cards, tried them all. None would work. Finally, the maintenance man had to come upstairs and take the door to room 506 off of its hinges completely. See? Solved everything. In- <laughs> come to find out, the fucking door was deadbolted from the inside. This is not an adjoining room that you could escape into a different room. Yeah. And it's on the fifth floor. Like, you're not going anywhere. Nobody's deadbolting the door and then, like, jumping out the window. Yeah. So they have no idea how that happened. Uh, <laughs> cold spots. Cold spots are huge. They're all over the whole entire hotel. Full-bodied apparitions are all over the hotel. The most, the most cited are Shaler himself. His first wife, Mary Norton, she passed away in uh, 1869. Um, several small children have been seen, and they're believed to be the small children that were Mary and Shaler's who passed away in infancy. Right. Because, you know, back then. Common thing back then. Yeah, really. infant yeah. mortality was unfortunately very high. Um, and uh, even Shaler's second wife, Carolyn Toby, she loved the place so much that even after Shaler passed away, uh, she decided to stay in Lawrence because that was her home as well. So she ended up passing away there um, many, many years later in 1905. Um, but even she has been seen there on numerous occasions. Yeah. So it pretty much is just the Shaler family, aside from one. So there's a man in the elevator... There's only one elevator in this place because it's not big enough for two, frankly. So this guy, you'll go to step onto the elevator and it looks like a bellhop hanging out at the back of the elevator where the buttons are at. And he'll ask you what floor you're going to. And you'll tell him the floor and he'll hit the button and he'll happily start taking you to the floor that you're on, only to disappear about halfway through the ride. And this happens so frequently that people just expect that he's going to be there now. Huh. Best bellhop ever. Yeah. Right? The man just keeps working. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say he sniffs hair or something like that. I mean, that'd be cool too. But. <laughs> it's Joe um, Biden. <laughs> breath marks on freshly cleaned mirrors, doors standing open or being closed by themselves, lights <laughs> flickering on and off by themselves, <laughs> toilets flushing, sinks coming on, showers coming on or off. That could be poorly timed. All of these things happen in this place. On an incredibly regular basis, hmm. and this is definitely a place that you can visit. It is, however, a little on the wealthy side, so, you know. Gotcha. Uh, also, is it like a full working hotel it nowadays? Is. So, okay. Again. Hard to investigate, again, unless you just buy a room. Unless they're like the super dinky hotels that are more like bed and breakfast yeah, yeah, yeah. than hotels. It is a it is a five-story hotel with 48 suites and a main lobby. Jesus. Uh, yeah. The big-ass yeah. hotel. <laughs> And that's how big it's been yeah. since this is just... But they do allow investigations, private investigations. So you can, in fact, sort of, quote-unquote, rent out the entire place. Yeah. Or... But I, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I, I get what you're saying. It'd be a little bit difficult because you have other people staying there. And we've all stayed in hotels. No, I'm saying that you can rent the place out empty. We're I only don't know how they would do that and they would make because the difference up for... 40 suites. Yeah. Because the place is in downtown nowhere, Lawrence, Kansas. Not a whole lot of people stay there. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's pretty much just a tourist destination. Right. Then, yeah, that's feasible. Somebody could do that. But, yeah, if it's a fully furnished, fully working hotel in the yeah. middle of but some I mean, big high-rise city. They then still no. do, you know, the $25 tours through the place, yeah. you, know, and, you, know, you know, spooky stories and whatnot. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> it has actually been... On several different shows throughout the years, where investigators have have Absolutely. gone, it's been on A and E. It's been uh, all kinds of places right. uh, where they go actually go in and investigate all by themselves when there are no guests at all in the hotel. Okay, one thing to pull out from your story though, and this has nothing to do with the haunting. How bad were the lawmen back in those days? Right, four hundred criminals gathered together. And they could no, do it. At that point, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll clean it up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 400 of, 
Outlaws just gathering together. That's a lot. The, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was the late 1800s. All those outlaws but, had guns. All right. But let's it's like, be, fuck it. So did the army. In the morning. <laughs> let's be perfectly honest about that, though. You're talking about 400 criminals gathered together to go and level this town. Yeah. Where just a few years prior, the actual very sheriff of that town yeah. burnt the damn building down for the same reason. Yeah. That sheriff didn't care, and there were lo- no lawmen anywhere to be yeah. seen. Yeah. Listen, at one point, it really was the Wild West. Yep. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we fantasized about it, but it would have kind of been awesome to live back then just to see that kind of stuff. But, but I wouldn't I want to be like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like, what? go back there for a little bit and then dip out. <laughs> yeah, cool. Let me check this shit out for like an hour, <laughs> right. and then I'm um, dipping. I'll go play poker with Bill shot. and the kid. Cool. I don't care. Right, right. My luck, I'd be the guy who'd get shot in an hour. Like... Yeah, right. I wouldn't even wouldn't even be an hour. I'd walk onto the street and somebody shoot me because that's <laughs> my luck. <laughs> I mean, the the gangsters that were actually incredibly famous dudes. So, um, yeah, did you hear that part where I had actually read their names? If I can find yeah, out that yeah, James started. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, the James Brothers were super ridiculously famous. <laughs> yeah. The main dude was super ridiculously famous, um, and shit, <sighs> bloody Bill Anderson. Everybody's heard of yeah. him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kansas in general was famous for outlaws and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, Kansas, that was yeah, interesting stories. Like, it, it was more than what I thought it would be, actually. It's surprisingly I actually violent. found a place to do yeah. in Kansas, but, like, I was like, hey, this place is cool. Oh, it's just like a one-room this. There's actually not much to it. Yeah. Uh, it was, so, just a fun factoid, uh, Kansas has the only remaining station that's still standing from the Pony Express. Huh. Yeah. And I was going to do that building, but that, that's that was its awesome. only purpose. It, yeah. it was Nobody ever lived in it, ever. Yeah, it was just that. It was just a Pony Express station. I actually loved so that like, TV show when it was on. It's, it's yeah. cool. It yeah. was super awesome, and I'd love to go check it out. Reportedly, it is haunted. It's like a museum thing now. Right, right. And they do let people in there, and they do do tours of the place, but like... I wonder why know. it's haunted, you know? That's so interesting. Million and one million. Million and one reason. The Wild West in the 1800s. Yeah. In yeah. the 1860s. And not to mention... I'm sure shit what happened there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's just like even, you know, like in my story, anything can happen anywhere at any point mm. in time. It doesn't have to be a certain sect of events that happens. It's not destiny with this stuff. Right. <laughs> like, uh, so, yeah. did you look at our statistics to see who's beating who this week? Oh, Virginia's still right up there. In fact, they came up and tied Kansas this week. Ooh, Virginia! <laughs> they heard us. Virginia's fighting back. They heard us. They it's going to dip down now because you said they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, I was going to say let's do Virginia. What do they say? Virginia is for lovers. Is that is that the correct Yeah, yeah it's on my license plate out there. <laughs> Love it. Love I just it. pulled up and saw my car. car yeah. It's on my license plate. Virginia's for lovers. I love it. Uh, anyway, so since we got like five minutes to blow uh, I read a pretty interesting question that was posed by the owner of uh, the Ross House here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, I say it's pretty interesting because the owners are looking for paranormal teams' perspectives on things. Okay. And I just thought it would be a fun little discussion to have here, five, ten minutes at the end of the show. Okay, so what um, So, their question number one is, what information... Or what do you expect from the place that you go to um, when you go uh, when you're going ghost hunting? And then, so the follow-up question: What shit? It was shit. It was shit. Wow, <laughs> that's deep. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna check it out. So you guys talk about the first question. Well, now, um, I mean, I think, I think. I am of the opinion that I most definitely want to hear the history of the building. Oh, yeah, because you're a historian. Exactly. But, you know, uh, I, I firmly believe every building has a story to tell. True. And and I, I want to know what that story is because that's going to give me insight on the emotions <coughs> of the people who lived there or worked there or whatever so that I can, you know, sort yeah. of figure out what the emotions of, of said spirits that may inhabit the place are going to be yeah. doing. Um, for me, I normally just go into a site that I've heard is haunted. Um, I'm the opposite of you. I like knowing just a small amount of knowing where I'm at 
and then I go into the investigation and learn all of it during the investigation. Okay. Well, so, keep right, in mind, though. Pause for just a second. So here were the two questions in order, just so that I can give them to you both. Because I was trying to, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, so after you decide you want to investigate a location, what's the most important thing you need from an owner? And question two was, do you feel having the history of the place is just as important as what's been found by investigators? Um, what's most important for me would be general knowledge lay of the land. What rooms can I go in and what rooms can't I go in? Is there anything that I should be looking for that is, you know, detrimental to the health of me or my team? Huh. That's about it. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, we want to be safe while we're investigating. But again, I go back to what I was stating originally. Like, But if you provide coffee, I, in, I will love you forever. Huh? Nothing. Oh. Uh, I go in expecting nothing and that's, I just want to go in have just the basic knowledge just so I can ask certain questions like we did at um, yeah. Madison. Well, that's the thing. And then that's it. I had asked, asked <coughs> Shelly, you know, please tell me the actual history of the building, but please avoid telling me right. the paranormal <coughs> history of the building. Yeah, I want to know nothing about that. That was that. basically my response to them. I was like, yeah. what do I need from you? I need to know whether there's electricity in the building, whether there's running water in the building. Okay. Like other than that, sure. like I said, the lay of the land. I need to know the lay of the land. Other than that, that's really all we need from you. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mind, you, uh, you guys know, I don't mind chit-chatting with the owners, like, while we're out yeah. taking a break. Mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise, I just need to know if I have power, if I have running water. Yeah. Therefore, I mean, with the running water, it's more like, if you've got running water going upstairs, I want to know whether pipes can make exactly. noises and whatnot. Exactly, and it's yeah. super important to know where can I go pee. And I was like, <laughs> I was as, say, we're older. <laughs> as far as the history goes, uh, the history was way more important in the building to me yeah. than, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to hear about somebody else's investigation. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. yeah, I want to hear about the history <laughs> of the building. I want to hear what the story is that the building has to tell. I want to know what it has been over the years. Where it changed hands, when it changed hands, have there ever been major disasters in the building, like structurally? Also, let's be completely honest about this. By the time we get there, we already know half that stuff because we've done our own research on it. Mm -mm. And I didn't do a liquor research on Madison. No. Well, I'm saying normally. <laughs> I didn't do a liquor research on Paulding either. We sat there and watched the, the episode. Okay, one episode. It <laughs> didn't tell us a whole lot of nothing. But I'm just saying, like, we normally know some of it before we go up there. We're just I, looking I, for I, holes to fill. I, I do. I surpassed the historian on that aspect. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm paying to go to this place? Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Oh, see, I, I want very much to know the actual history history. But I, I don't really want to know the paranormal happenings. No, because I feel like it pigeonholes you. Uh, yeah, Exactly. Does. I feel like your brain is it automatically does. looking for something. I mean, not you, but it pigeonholes in, in people general. in general. If yeah. everybody's like, Samantha's in this room, then like all you do on an EVP session is be like, hello, is Samantha that? Yeah, it becomes Samantha room. from then on out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. When it may not be Samantha at all. Yeah. So, no offense, I love all of my paranormal brothers and sisters exactly. and all of your teams, and I would be more than happy to go to your website and listen to what EVPs you got. I just don't want to know about them why I'm at the building. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. we'll collab anytime. Anytime. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty much how I feel about it. I don't want to know the paranormal history. That I want to, I want to feel. I want to experience, and I want to experience yeah. for myself. Uh, that said, you can tell me. We get a lot of activity here. Oh, yeah. We get a lot of activity here. Yeah, like, let me know where I can set up. Hot spot location is cool because it gives me like. No, obviously, we? we're gonna feel it out when we walk around the building, mm -hmm. and we'll put cameras where we feel out. But if I have three cameras left over. Like, but yeah, and I would put them in that spot. If you tell then, me, yeah. you know, west end of the third floor, you don't have to be super specific with this. But yeah, if you say that, then I'm going to make sure there's a camera at the west end of the third floor. And that's all I need to know. Pretty much. But yeah, no, that's... Ow. But that Sorry. was it. <laughs> Sorry. I figured if any other owners of paranormal locations ever listen to the show like that's Let's a good question to answer that's yeah. that's that might just be us there may be teams out there who truly do want to know actually that's a good thing for our listeners out there let us know what's your preferred method of doing it yeah for sure absolutely do you want like, to know do you want to know the paranormal history before you go into a paranormal investigation yeah i'd love to know i'm I curious think that spark that sparked an interesting and curious conversation mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a need to know. Yeah. I, I need to know. Yeah. So, all right. Is that, did we no, specify it. your... <laughs> no, that was it. 
I, just, I was like, we didn't really have a topic, and I was like, oh, I found that post this morning. I was like, that's kind of interesting. Well, um, I most definitely think we should hop onto those people's posts and answer their question and help them out a little bit. I did. And to be fair, <laughs> the answers are like 60-40. Like yeah. 60% don't really want to hear about the paranormal stuff. No, like, we'll yeah. find that out while we're in it. They're like, yeah. yeah, tell me the history. Like, kind mm-hmm. of important. All right. yeah. Now, I mean, if a ghost is going to pull out a razor blade and slice me open, I kind of need to know. You know. Yeah, the only paranormal history don't I need worry. to know is if somebody died there, yeah, like while someone, investigating. Yeah. If someone got ridiculously, don't worry, we'll investigate you. <laughs> exactly. If someone got ridiculously injured while investigating because of something paranormal, I need to know that. Right, right. If somebody got their shit chucked down some stairs. I, I want to know. I need to know that. <laughs> I need to know to hold the railing. Sorry, just <laughs> monkey in it. <laughs> it happens. It happens. All right. So next week we're on to Virginia. Yay! On to Virginia, and I think from there, um, I think we can dance around the thirteen colonies if you want to. Well, I have an interesting proposal that I'll bring up off camera because I want to talk about it then because we really haven't talked about it yet. All so, right. So Virginia, you're next week, and yeah. you'll fucking figure out what's after that next week. Yep. <laughs> so Virginia, thank you so much for catching up, and everybody, please don't forget to tune in every single Monday. We post a new episode, and you can find us on Facebook at NoLightsParanormal.com, NoLightsPara on Twitter. Ah. It's not Twitter anymore. X. It's X. Yeah. What the hell? When did that happen? Uh, last couple days ago. You can tell how much my wife pays attention to the Twitter. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. been like two weeks. On yeah. on the the artist formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> we just call it X. Yeah. Okay, so Elon like Musk. Prince, thank you it's so just much, a symbol now. Um, so yeah, okay. Then I guess it's No Lights Para on X. I'm not really sure how that's gonna work, but okay. Oh my god, it really does say X. It's just a big old X. Yep. Okay, very cool. You know what? I'm not hip. It's alright. I'm an old lady. I got it. I use um, it. Or, of course, nolightsparanormal at gmail.com. We would absolutely love to hear your stories, your suggestions, your input of all varieties. Which I've already posted the link for the story I talked about on there. So, we love Feedbacks, you critiques. Yep. Anything you, you guys could do to help us out, please. We love you. Thank you guys so, so much for being awesome with us. We love you. Have a beautiful day. And don't fuck with Bobby Yaga. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>